You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. And W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9. And screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. It is the Wednesday Hump Day edition of Jay Parker's show, live from AVX Audio Video Excellence. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, as we got a great show lined up for you. Roger Hoover is going to join us at 1215, as he usually does each and every Wednesday. So look forward to that. We also have a guest on a little bit later on talking about the New Deal, NASCAR, and the University of Alabama. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely Love it, and uh, with his workers, uh, co-workers, friends, and family, uh, a lot of fun and a lot of great events to have out there for charities as well, and uh, a lot of parties and uh, partying going on out at Top Golf uh, there in Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at uh, Sunny King Ford in Austin, Anderson, Alabama. Matt, Lars, how are you guys doing this afternoon? Everything's wonderful. Lars, what's up? Dog, dog's in the house. Dog is in the house. Charlotte's in the house. Uh, running around AVX, uh, bothering all customers. Uh, yeah, they were having good. a big, big conference <laughs> meeting, Jay, and suddenly here comes uh, Charlotte. Here comes Charlotte. But uh, yeah, another rainy day. <laughs> awesome. 
another rainy day in uh, Birmingham and uh, where I live in Vestavia, a lot of big trees and, and my neighbor had just massive branches fall down Wow! Uh, yesterday and uh, gosh, I just hope it's not a matter of time until they come down on my, on my property or over my house. Uh, but you know, the, the, everything is so saturated right now and Boy, you, you look to see you look at the floods going on uh, that had ha- happened in uh, in Dallas and uh, throughout Texas, and boy, we're just uh, getting hammered pretty hard. But hey, we're one day closer to week zero kicking off, and uh, very excited about that. Yeah, and they'll be on the big screens there at Bryant Denny Stadium. There will be NASCAR because I, th- I think this is cool. It's not unexpected. I think it's a win-win. It's a great. It's a great marketing strategy for Alabama and NASCAR. There's part of the win, but this is the first of its kind because we've seen Liberty University sponsor William Byron um, throughout his career. Auburn had a car uh, at Talladega. I remember a Nebraska car from several years ago. So the relationship has been there, but never, Jay, have I seen it through NIL, and that's where the designated monies coming as a sponsorship from NASCAR to the University of Alabama. And as I understand it, it isn't just football, but uh, this is the first of its kind, Jay, to go through name, image, and likeness. Yeah, pretty amazing. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if you have any of the numbers or things there that they're talking about uh, right there as far as the, the kind of the, the, the depth of what this contract's going to look like. Um, but, no, this is great. I mean, I mean, Talladega right here. I mean, Alabama's a huge NASCAR uh, area uh, for them to make that the first one that they've done, I think was a brilliant move on their part as well for a lot of fan recognition and um, a lot of storylines that go nationally with the brand of the University of Alabama, especially right now with their athletic program and what they're doing. Um, look, you know, this this announcement came, what, about probably an hour after our show yesterday, somewhere in there. And uh, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, or not even that long, I guess it's about, probably about 20 minutes after our show was done. And uh, now NASCAR are part of that. Lars, and, you know, you covered NASCAR for years. And you know the fan base is mixed when it comes to college football and, and NASCAR and the type of fans that are going to be out there watching those races and really the type of fans they want to reach at the football games as well. So this is going to be uh, inter- interesting to watch and see how this thing kind of plays out. I don't know if you guys have any more details than just that on it and uh, kind of what NASCAR is looking to do. But uh, if you do, share those. Well, I know that uh, there are a lot of Alabama fans who uh, follow NASCAR, and yeah. uh, there's a, a probably more than any other big time team. Uh, there's crossover there, Matt, and uh, and so it, it, I think it's a it, it's a good deal, uh, for, probably for uh, both sides. And um, you know what, Talladega is coming up in first uh, first of October. Yeah, so uh, it, it makes sense to do it now because uh, you'll have, uh, uh, again, the, the fall season kicking off with football and uh, the playoffs of so NASCAR, Talladega, and I'm sure there'll be promotions all around Talladega for this, Matt. Uh, there sure were. I, I talked to some NASCAR guys, and they're, they're, they're just covered up with doing Daytona. And truth be told, they were kind of hoping this would come out a little bit later, but some good investigative reporting, uh, and it popped up this week. And actually, as, as you do a dive on this, the University of Alabama had a release on this several days ago, um, how that fastball got past this crew. And I'm being honest, I really mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, it probably didn't get past uh, Joe and, and the guys back at Tide, but nonetheless, it is the lead story 
in many ways today. But one of the things that they'll do is uh, NASCAR will get a digital board. Uh, they'll get placement throughout games, but they'll specifically sponsor the NASCAR drive summary. Okay, Lars, it, it took a marketing one-on-one guy to come up with that, but it's a great idea. NASCAR drive. Alabama went uh, 78 yards in, 20, you know, in, in 19 plays, yep. scored a touchdown, and there's NASCAR. And, and you can imagine, because NASCAR is such a visual and audio sport, those big screens, you know, showing a highlight from this spring at, at, at Talladega, uh, it I do, works. I do remember one time that there was, and you'll have to you'll have to refresh my memory on this, but there was a NASCAR car on Bryant Denny Stadium field. Do you remember that? I do remember it, but and I, I mm-hmm. can't remember the details it of was, why. I think it was the Saturday of a Sunday race. Yeah, and uh, it was a it was a specific driver too. I think I want to say maybe it was Jeff Gordon. I don't know. Thirty years ago, they have to battle for an Alabama driver to be in an Alabama football game. Uh, that's not the case. Good memory. Um, you are correct. The circumstances, I'm, I'm not real sure, but I'll tell you guys. And you've been you've been to Talladega, and you know this. Um, one of the coolest things is the Saturday night of the Talladega weekend, and when everybody, the cars, the garage, you know how this is, Lars. The garage is closed. Uh, they're the drivers and their owners and their they're they're out wandering around all across the RV nation, and everybody's glued to their televisions. Every got everybody's got their barbecues out there, their big screens, and guess what they're watching? Alabama football. Absolutely. If, if it's a night game, so you know, as you mentioned at the top, Jay, uh, you look at the the demographics of this, and a lot of them overlap and. Therefore, to use a basketball term, this marketing plan is a slam dunk. Yeah, and it wasn't Ricky. Ricky Craven, he drove the Tide car, right, for Tide, the uh, detergent. I'm not sure if he they did. We, yeah. I was yeah, to you know it, what? That might have I, – I can remember Daryl Waltrip, when he got the Tide ride, it was announced mm-hmm. in Talladega, and he actually said, well, that's, I'm in the right place, roll Tide. <laughs> Uh, and he held That's up awesome. a box of Tide, and he yelled Alabama, which was kind of cool. But uh, it is really, as they say it. <laughs> no, <laughs> what happened? Two rolls of toilet paper. On, yeah, and the Tide awesome. box in between. NASCAR okay. also will have anyway. access to Alabama's IP, their intellectual intellectual property, social digital media integration, and first party data. And uh, then the next note I got from Josh, I sent this yesterday in notes. <laughs> Which I'm sure he did. Good for him. Uh, That's awesome. He's always on top of everything. Our Josh uh, Smith, our producer. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We got Roger Hoover coming up. We'll get into this with him as well and uh, with CTSN and all the different uh, things going on there. I know you have a great perspective on uh, this deal as well as other things surrounding the tide as they get ready for game number one. After their second scrimmage as well, we'll get his take on that and much more. Stay with us. Hour number one, the Jay Barker Show. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, live from ABX. We'll be back. This year's walk is extra special because they're celebrating 25 years. For more details, log on to caringdays.org. That's caringdays.org. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today 81, tonight's low 68. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. CTSN, always great to have him on and uh, talk about a number of topics. We got uh, Alabama's first uh, matchup coming up uh, game a week and a half away and uh, also new contract for Coach Saban and uh, much, much more. We got a lot to get into with Roger Hoover today, but uh, we'll start there. Roger, first of all, welcome in. Thanks for being with us as you do each and every uh, Wednesday at this time. But uh, new contract for Coach Saban jumps from $9.9 million this year to 10.7, <laughs> then from 10.3 to 11.1, 10.7 to 11.5. That's what the original contract was. Again, 11.1 to 11.9, uh, 10.7 in 2026 to 11.5, 11.1 to 11.9, 11.5 to 12.3. So uh, not available for the uh, 2029, uh, the r- other contract he had, but now $12.7 million in that final year. Talk about that and what that means, not only for Coach Saban, but uh, for the university and for recruiting and, and all aspects of it. Well, I think it's a good security uh, for the future of Alabama football, and I think uh, it takes away the chances for other schools to negatively recruit against Coach Saban and what his future might be like at Alabama because you're seeing the financial commitment, number one, from the university, but also you're seeing the length of time this deal runs through and the fact that probably when we get to 2024, 2025, this will be extended and is salary will be raised again coming up. I, I don't think this is the final contract at all. So I think it sends a huge statement to everybody in college football, but especially to those high school recruits that Nick Saban is still rolling like he has been at Alabama. You are going to be coached by the best that's ever done this. Uh, and I think it's just a great statement about the future of Alabama football, and there's just so much security that came from yesterday's day. Roger Hoover from Crimson Tide Sports uh, Network is is with us. Roger, uh, the story we led the show with, we were talking about Alabama and now its relationship through NIL with NASCAR. Um, I guess this has been lurking around for a while. It pops up uh, less than two weeks from kickoff, and then also NASCAR is going to one of the most critical junctures of the season as the last uh, race of the regular season is at Daytona. Boom, this pops up. Uh, What are your thoughts on the marriage between the two? Well, I love it. It's all centered around a show that we have going on Thursdays at 2 o'clock, Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, which we've had in the past, but now with NASCAR, we even have a beat-up version of the show uh, that will be coming your way Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Central on the CTSN Facebook page, archived on our YouTube channel as well. So we're thrilled to have NASCAR on board. They're going to be involved with all aspects of the network moving forward. So it's just a tremendous partnership. I'm glad that Alabama fans, NASCAR fans, have really liked it. It's been cool to see people like Larry McReynolds talk how cool this partnership is. So uh, we're just really excited. They've been tremendous partners so far since they came on board with us uh, earlier this month with Crimson Drive, and I know that'll be the case moving forward. 
Roger, uh, as we inch closer to the start of the season, uh, what uh, is your assessment of Alabama's scrimmage this last weekend, uh, just from uh, what you have heard from your own sources and also from Coach Saban and the players? Well, he was really quick to point out that Alabama did make some improvement from scrimmage one to scrimmage two, and he talked about how there had been way too many penalties in the first scrimmage, and that was cleaned up a lot uh, in this past scrimmage. So I think that was good to see. Still, the attention to detail has got to be there for this group, whether that is the first team that he seems pretty pleased with at this point of fall camp. Uh, the second team still has a long way to go, it sounds like, and I think that uh, making sure they know that they're going to be a critical part to this team's is going to be very important for this team moving forward. I think we saw last year with all the injuries that happened to Alabama late in the year in the SEC championship game and beyond, uh, depth is going to be tested at some point this season. It could be late in the year like it was last year. could be early in the year with what happens in the first few weeks. So I think there's just been uh, a growing sense of everyone has to get ready to play. And I think maybe that hasn't always been there for the Crimson Tide previous years, especially when you know the star power of some of the teams that we've had recently. But I think now a lot of the young players and the freshmen realize they're a lot closer to seeing that field than maybe they initially thought. So I think everybody getting on the same page of knowing that you have to care about the little things and you have to really make those advancements in, pro- in practice is going to be critical for this team to be successful uh, starting week one against Utah State. So I think there's been that feeling all throughout camp, and I think it was only magnified after Saturday's scrimmage. Yeah, looking at the uh, coaches' kind of rankings of their teams uh, coming in as far as uh, SEC uh, teams, uh, Alabama with 19 players on the different teams uh, representing uh, the Crimson Tide. Pretty amazing. What, what's even more amazing, though, I think, is some of the guys where they were positioned uh, in these polls where they were ahead of guys that are ahead of them on the actual depth chart. Uh, I want to get kind of your take on that, and, and uh, that, were you surprised that many guys ended up on it? Uh, not really. I think it just speaks to the competitiveness of this group, and it just speaks, again, to all the great recruiting that has happened in the Nick Saban era of Alabama football, the fact that you're able to stack these many great players on top of each other uh, to where you look around the league and you say, okay, who are the best football players in the Southeastern Conference? You come back to Alabama over and over again uh, because of the depth that's been built and the great recruiting that Coach Saban continues to do. And Roger, um, is there anything that has surprised you, uh, again, just going from scrimmage one to scrimmage two? I know Nick Saban, he was a, a, a little bit, there was a, a, a sound of concern in his voice after scrimmage one about the receivers. And after scrimmage two, he seemed very uh, comfortable with uh, with the receiving group. Was that your uh, one of your big takeaways from uh, from what you heard from Nick Saban? It certainly was, Lars, uh, because I think there were too many drops in the first scrimmage. It sounded like, and Alabama was able to clean that up. Uh, this past Saturday, I've also heard a lot of good things about the emergence of Treshawn Holton and what he can do. He got some good playing time last year for the Crimson Tide, but he's able to emerge along with Ja'Cory Brooks. That's what you're already getting from Jermaine Burton, who transfers in from Georgia. And then uh, once Tyler Harrell is completely good to go, he's been in and out some during uh, fall camp. I think once he's 100%, he's been about 89 90%, it sounds like, in the last few weeks. So once he's fully good to go, I think this is going to be a wide receiving unit that is going to be very hard to stop. And the fact that they were able to make progress from scrimmage one to scrimmage two, I think says a lot about the hard work that that group is putting in on the practice field. Hey, Roger, where is Trey Sanders? 
That's exactly what I was going to ask him. Good question. <laughs> I just I want him to do so well, in, so bad. Yeah, well, I think he's going to factor in uh, to this season in a big way for Alabama because I know all the headlines are surrounding Jameer Gibbs and what he's been able to do coming in from Georgia Tech. He saw the outstanding highlights he had with the Yellow Jackets, and then he's been putting on a show so far uh, on the practice field and uh, during scrimmages for Alabama. But you're going to have to have depth. And I think Trey Sanders factors in there, uh, you know, still a, another year removed from the car accident. So once again, more chances for him to get healthy over the past spring and summer. I think that's really good for his future. And I think Alabama as well with Roy Dell Williams and Jace McClellan uh, fully healthy and ready to go. Uh, it's a different offense for the Crimson side when you have those two guys in the mix as well. I thought Alabama's offense changed a lot last year uh, when the Crimson Tide lost Chase McClellan uh, for the year due to injuries. So I think it's a very talented running back room. I don't think Jameer Gibbs is going to have to carry the load all by himself throughout the season. I think Trey Sanders is going to be a big part of that. Roger Hoover, CTSN, joining us. and uh, Always great to have him on on Wednesdays talking Alabama. So Alabama fans are going to be really happy this year because they're getting NASCAR in the stadium and they're getting beer in the stadium. So they're they're all excited. Um, so boogity boogity. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Miller Lite looks like there'll be uh, one represented uh, inside the stadium. But talk about um, kind of the impact that's going to make for from revenue standpoints and kind of just your take on uh, alcohol being in Brian Denny. I think it's good just because you want people coming to the games. And, uh, you know, you never want uh, the easy option to be staying home or maybe going to a tailgate, going to a sports bar downtown and not making it inside the stadium. Uh, you want to create the best game day environment possible. I think Greg Byrne has made that his mission ever since he got to Alabama. And I think we continue seeing it. And this is just the next step, uh, having uh, beer and wine available inside at Bryant City Stadium. So I think it's going to be great from a lot of different aspects. You mentioned the revenue. That's going to be good for Alabama athletics as a whole, but also just the in-stadium environment, I think is going to be really, really good. And I think it's great that people can enjoy being inside the stadium and now getting to enjoy what maybe they were enjoying outside the stadium or we're finding other ways to enjoy uh, a beverage here to inside the stadium. So uh, hopefully some of those days are behind us. Uh, now we can just all have fun inside Bright Betty. Roger, uh, Somewhat overshadowed by the Nick Saban contract was the fact that uh, athletic director Greg Byrne also received uh, a new deal, uh, a pay raise. And uh, I've been a a fan of his for a long time. I I knew his dad a little bit, Greg Byrne, uh, who was an AD at Nebraska and then at Texas A&M. And, you know, it's it's almost like Greg was uh, groomed to do this from a very young age. What, what do you think what what characteristics make a good ad in your estimation and 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 what sort of separates Greg from from others uh, again in, in your uh, opinion I think the biggest thing for him is he is able to see this athletic department in full and look at all the different sports uh, and really make sure that everyone is held to the same standard. And I think Nate Oates uh, articulated it well a couple of years ago when they was asked, you know, it's great for a football school to now win a championship in basketball. He's like, no, we're just a championship school. And I think everyone's kind of embraced that ever since Nate said that. And that had been a feeling around all the other sports outside of football before that. 
thanks to the atmosphere that Greg Byrne and his staff, especially his senior leadership within the athletics department, has established. So I think he does a tremendous job of just staying engaged and invested in all the other teams besides the teams that grab most of the headlines like football and men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, softball, gymnastics. You can go on down the list uh, because I see him all the time at soccer games, volleyball games. I may be announcing it. He is fully invested, and it's all about for him as well. The student-athlete experience, I think, comes first, and I think that is a great thing for recruiting for all the coaches across Alabama sports, knowing that our student-athletes are going to get the best resource possible in college athletics, and then Number two is fan engagement, fan involvement. And we've really seen that with the way the stadium atmosphere has changed to Bryant City Stadium uh, a couple of years ago, adding the LED lights that allow Bryant City Stadium to glow that beautiful crimson at night, uh, in addition to the white lights that cover the field. It's just a tremendous atmosphere that's been built in there. And I think, again, it keeps getting better with the addition of beer and wine sales and available inside Bryant City. So uh, I think he's just uh, very forward thinking. He listens to a lot of people. And that's the, when I interview him about his first week that he that he was on board as Alabama's athletics director and I asked him about his early priorities and he said just closing my mouth listening I want to listen to as many people as possible and he was able to do that in his early years here in Tuscaloosa and we've seen the vision for Alabama athletics that he's been able to implement since then and specifically the uh, new competition arena he listened when people talked about Coleman Coliseum its benefits its disadvantages and uh, he came up with a brilliant plan uh, to really secure the future of Alabama men's and women's basketball and gymnastics with a beautiful new home that'll be built here on campus and then again thinking long and hard about how can I help coach Dave and how can I help this Alabama football program you saw that yesterday with the contract extension and the raise it's been part of several extensions and raises that uh, excuse me, that Greg and the university has given Coach Saban as time has gone on. So I think he's a tremendous leader. And again, he's a very thoughtful leader, and he's somebody that really cares about Alabama athletics as a whole, not just one sport or another. Yeah, and uh, just to follow up real quick, I mean, he, he's so accessible, right? He, um, it, you know, I, I've uh, interacted with him a bit, and whenever I've asked him to speak to my classes, he, he always uh, is willing to do that. And also on social media, you know, he pulls back mm-hmm. the curtain on his own, on his personal life. And he's also very funny and, uh, you know, <laughs> offering fans uh, different prizes. I, I, I just don't know of another athletic director in the country who uh, who really is accessible as Greg. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. You know, uh, we're fortunate with the Crimson Tide Sports Network that he comes on and does a Facebook live chat with me. Once a month, talking about all the different sports and different issues that are going on within Alabama athletics. He's got a tremendous sense of humor, a very quick wit. I've seen that not only in the social media, but in all the interviews we've done. And I love the fact, too, that he has all the different teams on campus over to his house at some point uh, before their season begins for a great meal and just a great fellowship that they're able to have together is, you know, he gets to know these players on a first name basis. And that's remarkable when you consider all the student athletes across all the different sports we have here at Alabama. So I agree with you. I think he's always accessible and uh, he may not respond to every single tweet that he gets, but if it's a thoughtful, if it's a respectful question, he will. And I think uh, he always is able to share his message extremely well. Yeah, we had him in, I think last, uh, was it Lars last summer, last spring, um, had him in for um, about an hour and uh, so accessible and, and just was 
uh, showed his personality and um, really was uh, just a pleasure to have in and, and spend that time with him. I, I sent him a DM one time, Roger, and said uh, with a story about uh, a, a mom or somebody was trying to do something special for a young kid that lost his father. And um, he then DM me back and said, hey, on it. And then I saw him at a basketball game. He walked up to me and goes, they got their tickets. And I was like, that's awesome. So uh, he's, he's a good dude, no doubt about it. Roger, you're a good dude as well. As always, great having you on on our Wednesday's editions. And uh, thanks for being with us. Absolutely. Thank thanks, you guys Roger. for having me. I can't wait to talk to you again next week when it is game week. Time to play game football. week, Hopefully. no doubt. All right, man. Roll Tide, and thank you. Roger Roll Hoover tide. from CTSN joining us here on the Jay Barker Show with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. We're live from ABX. Audio, video, excellence continues on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. with the PGA Tour fusing uh, advanced tech and live action in primetime. The league will launch with six teams each consisting of three PGA Tour players. Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy have already uh, said that they'll be the first two golfers committed to compete. Uh, The custom-built arena will combine a data-rich virtual course with state-of-the-art short game complex. TGL will also offer high-tech, high-energy fan experience and uh, with fans sitting greenside. The inaugural TGL season kicks off January 2024 uh, with a 15-match regular season, followed by playoffs and uh, championship match as well. So going virtual, the uh, PGA Tour, and uh, doing something a little bit different uh, that's out there with the uh, all the new, uh, as far as technologies and things that uh, we've seen over the last so many years. It's crazy uh, how all this is coming about, and it's coming so quickly. Um, I'll start with you, Lars, on this particular story, but uh, I don't know if you had a chance to read much about it and what's uh, kind of going on uh, with it. But, um, you know, look, they're, they're trying to step into where a lot of the fans are right now and in this world, the virtual world, and uh, they're going to do it through some golf matches, and we'll see how it all plays out, but starting in 2024. Yeah, and um, I, I think this is in direct response to everything that's going on with the Live Tour, and uh, and and uh, it's this is you know it's really backed by by Tiger, 
And uh, it's uh, trying to bring in more fans, increase fan engagement, bring in younger fans to uh, PGA golf. And and Matt, I I, I have to admit, I don't know much about it. Uh, I saw a rendering this morning of what it's going to look like. And it looks really, really cool. Uh, but uh, Matt, your your thoughts on this? Well, uh, you know, I, I go back to being, uh, you know, stay out of stay out of my yard, Matt. But I, I just I, I get I baffle when I go see my grandson, and he's not just he's not playing his video game. He's watching some other kids play the very same game. I know. You know, Gosh, I just go, wow, what, what is going you, on? Hey, read a book. <laughs> You know, the Braves are on Channel 7. Um, Let's, but, uh, soon we'll have, like, kids watching people read books. Uh, <laughs> if we had a I show title, so. that would be it. Kids yeah, watching I don't think other they're going to do that. Read books. Uh, <laughs> but I think you guys understand um, that watching them play, What? and I'm trying to get a visual, do they have, like, a virtual studio in their homes? Do they play together in the same studio? And and again, I, I'm guilty of asking questions I don't know the answer to. But Jay, is is that what you understand it to believe? That I know it's going to be in like teams of three, right? And they're going to play, and and they'll have other uh, PGA touring pros playing these things. But I guess I really need to look into the logistics more. And one of the things I did notice is that this is planned for 2024. So Jay, it's a while off. Yeah. Well, you got the VR headsets. I'm not sure if they'll use those. I think some think that that may be, I know that's how you'll view it is probably through VR headsets um, to where you actually get the, the real, like all the way around 360 or, you know, whatever um, degrees that you can, you know, see everything that's happening at the course. Um, it, it's, you know, it's crazy. I mean, even with all the, the, the different, um, I mean, people are buying real estate um, next to different people, in their houses, I think Snoop Dogg bought a big piece, a chunk of uh, land, or started something where you know people were buying a property that he had bought uh, on the virtual in the virtual world. Um, it, it's you know, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's gonna be probably VR headsets, or maybe they have you know the the, the screens like they have in a lot of the um, you know places that you go in now, where you can get instructions that they'll be able to see the course. They'll actually use um, you know real clubs, or they'll have a you know some kind of a VR type club that they might use for these uh, particular rounds, but it's going to be interesting um, because, you know, how do you really get a feel for that? And, you know, how do you really see, um, you know, th- that coming about large as far as, I mean, will they use real golf clubs? Will it be, you know, actual, um, you know, th- that they're on a t- like a turf type of, of uh, surface they're hitting off of and stuff. I mean, it- it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out, but it'll be, for some people that love that stuff, they're, they're going to love it. I mean, I've, I've, I've actually gone fishing with a VR headset before and it was, Pretty amazing. Um, I really did. And and you can pretty much pick any lake out there that, the, I mean, they got, you can go and climb certain mountains and all this type of stuff. It's, it's really, it's crazy. I mean, one, one positive thing about it is that, um, cause I'm not, I'm not a big video game person, but I mean that the younger generation definitely is what they grew up on and then the technology that just hit, you know, during that period of time and now even more coming out. But, um, it's it, it is. I mean, you can travel to different places, tour different, uh, you know, uh, cities and, and different um, uh, places that you may never have a chance to travel to and actually get on a plane and go or afford to go. But you can get on the VR headsets and do it. So that that is a very, I think, positive thing. I'm not so sure that you won't see this happening more even in stadiums uh, to watch games that instead of watching a game on TV, throw your VR headset on 
And uh, you can actually, like you're sitting there at the game, they have uh, uh, particular cameras that would focus in on that that kind of uh, experience for the fans just watching a collegiate game or an NFL game. Yeah, I got to say, this just isn't my cup of tea, you know. Uh, I guess I'm too old for it. What I do find interesting, though, is uh, the partnership here of Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy. Right, they're they're the first two golfers that are committed uh, to competing in this and being a part of it, and um, it's it, it's become very clear over the last, uh, you know, uh, four or five months that uh, Rory is emerging as the leader of the PGA Tour. Right. And, 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 and Justin Thomas is there as yeah, well. Yeah, and then right. Tiger, I mean, Tiger, of course, is, is Tiger. Right. Uh, but, you know, we don't know if we'll ever really see him compete at a high level again. Uh, I have a feeling we won't. Uh, just, you know, I saw a video of Tiger just the other day walking to his car. And man, he was limping. You know, Lars, so... it's amazing to me that he made two major cuts. It 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 is. It it, it it what it what that told me that video is that he's obviously shot up with so much painkillers, right? When he is playing golf, um, because when it when he doesn't have that, uh, the guy can barely get around. And uh, but. But again, I think this is just a part of uh, uh, of uh, it just shows me this is my big takeaway. It shows me that Roy McElroy is 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 poised to become the sort of players leader of the PGA Tour. Would you agree with that? I would agree. And I also would tell you this. These two and those that are invested in the early part of this are going to make billions. I would think if not billions. I mean, it looks, make pretty, a sack it looks pretty cool, but again, I'm just not uh, into. I'm a pinball I'm guy. Stuff. For, yeah. You ever played <laughs> pinball? pinball. I'm, 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 I love <laughs> yeah. That's what you should start. You should start your own live feed, Matt. Playing pinball. People can, going to watch you. You've got to be entertaining. Virtual pinball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be. But, just, I mean, but you're right. I mean, my I've had kids of mine that watch, and, and and I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, well, we're giving them a a tip. I'm like, you're tipping the guy online that you're watching yeah he made like a million and a half dollars last year i'm like okay why are you tipping him then if it's free you can sit and watch him but it's it's crazy yeah but uh but i will be honest i've actually watched uh, one of those it's been about two or three years ago and the two people that were on there playing were absolutely hilarious And and that's what draws i think the kids in is they like hearing the commentary and the back and forth and learning maybe from them and you know how they've gotten so good at a particular game and stuff and how to play how to play it and uh so the entertainment value of it as well is is what's important i think for those things to survive hey top players from the pga tour are also committed to compete in at least 20 events starting next season including 12 elevated tournaments that will have average purses of 20 million dollars commissioner jay monahan announced this today the players commitment comes on the heels of the players only meeting you guys just brought up about how tiger and roy have been uh, so big but uh, they they led the meeting tiger and roy they hosted it last week at the bmw championship in an effort to rally the top players around the PGA Tour during its ongoing fight against the rival Live Golf Circuit. Uh, we've made all commit, uh, commitment to get together more often to make the product more compelling. McElroy said on Wednesday, uh, I don't have a crystal ball, but I think everyone in the room felt that this was the best way to move forward. And as we've talked about many times um, when it comes to 
you know, a high tide lists all boats and, you know, with Saban's contract going up after Kirby's. And I mean, the Live Tour, as much as they hate the Live Tour, the Live Tour has made the PGA rethink itself uh, in a sense and, right. and, and understanding that they've got to continue to look forward and, and not try to just stay where they are. So I, I think this is going to benefit the, the game of golf, benefit the golfers more probably than anybody else, the sponsors and more tournaments to be played. And uh, these golfers are going to have unbelievable purses now to compete for. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get more on this and uh, more Alabama news and notes for you as well. Coming up, uh, talking about the uh, second scrimmage as well as uh, heading into about a week and a half away from that first game for the Crimson Tide. All right, we're live from AVX, the Jay Barker Show. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, we'll be back. Stay with us till we wrap up hour number one. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. A national championship team covering a national... 205-686-1941. That's 205-686-1941. 205-686-1941. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 81. Tonight's low, 68. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high, 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. audio video excellence and uh, also presented by top golf of birmingham driven by sunny king ford matt coulter lars anderson i'm jay barker as we uh, were talking about uh, this uh, new golf uh, with the, the vr uh, helmets and, and stuff and all the things that uh, this coming about with golf but uh, we're talking about the people watching uh, certain online uh, guys uh, josh smith our producer put out uh, a bunch of the salaries i mean the top guy for 2019 to 2021 almost made 10 million dollars uh, and those uh, in that what three year period or two year period of time, uh, University of Alabama actually started doing classes now teaching how to create and manage a channel like that. Lars, have you seen those classes? Have you been to one? <laughs> he teaches. Uh, yeah, uh, that would be a negative, Jay. I don't know anything about that. Uh, have you ever <laughs> put one of those things on? And, and when you walk around, you look kind of goofy. But um, do you ever play yeah, one with the yeah, helmet I told you on? I fished in one. Yeah, I, I, you you did. I was I'm really looking at Lars here. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I've never even put one on my head. No, uh, but what what I really liked was uh, uh, someone put on what looked like a VR helmet, right, or VR mask or whatever you would call it, and he walked around and was looking around, and you then realized that he's actually just looking out into the woods through his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of virtual reality, okay? He wasn't that's, hunting that's, deer or whatever. I, I traffic in reality, not virtual reality. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> hey, did Sorry. you catch anything, I, I, Jay? I, I think yeah, I, I'm a, I, I'm, I did. I'm, I'm turning you into can, the fuddy-duddy. I'm, I'm turning into the get-off-my-lawn guy. I'll, I'll tell you some of the advantages of that during the break. <laughs> Jay, did you catch a bass? Uh, no, I caught a trout. Actually, I was fishing a river. Ah, and yeah, between these uh, really beautiful mountains, yeah. 
it was the, and so the, oh. the controllers that you have and how you how you use the controller and it has like when you when you cast it it feels like the line going out of your hand like it feels like an rod mm-hmm. and then you could feel the, the fish biting and then you you know set the hook pretty amazing um pretty amazing yeah i mean i, I don't think that that's something that i mean i've seen people where they just get so um it caught up in it for hours uh, i'm just like there's no way that i i think i think it's just that we all grew up outdoors we grew up uh, playing ball and being in, in the real world is as Lars said more than the virtual world but it's just it's where it is i mean it's you know like i said this generation coming uh has been around this forever it's been a part of their lives and they've seen the progression of technology and how much better it's gotten and they just you know i mean i see one-year-olds now working on ipads they know how to change a movie. I mean, well, I mean, not a one-year-old, maybe a two or three-year-old, but um, it's you know it's crazy. So that from the very beginning, they're coming out, you know, knowing, uh, you know, how to do this type of stuff. But uh, we'll see. Uh, again, I, I would think that the, the virtual reality, you know, if you could charge people uh, with their VRs to watch a game at, at Bryant Denny Stadium or to watch an NFL game or a baseball game, whatever, uh, create more revenue for these particular teams for people that. You know, may not have a chance to go and, and watch and and be there. I mean, I, I know one of the things that I, you know, I was involved in was play on sports and and with GoFan, our, our ticketing companies, um, and you know, just the ability for my mom to watch all my kids' games online because she has MS and was not able to get to games the last couple of years of, the, of their high school careers uh, to be able to watch that instead of having to go and her sitting out in the heat or sitting in a car watching from you know a distance, she was able to watch it online. Uh, that was a blessing, you know, for her to have that. Um, and uh, so I, I think, you know, you're seeing more more of the stuff from a convenience standpoint, especially for those who may not be able to make it to a game, can experience the game themselves in a, in a manner like this. I was blown away recently. I was sitting on the sofa with my grandchildren. Uh, in this case, I think it was Cole. It was, it was a few years ago, and he was already operating an iPad. And all, but we were looking at an actual book, okay, with a picture in the book, okay? And the picture was one of great detail. The the child, Colt reaches down with his thumb and his forefinger and he puts it on top of the picture and tries to enlarge the actual photograph. Do you understand what I'm <laughs> saying? Yeah. yeah. That's that's Crazy. the world they live in. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. All right, uh, hour number one in the books. Coming up on the other side, we got more. Uh, for you when it comes to uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide and again as they get ready for their first matchup and uh, a lot more. Stay with us. Hour number two next. your personal best often comes down to how you feel and when it comes to the right shoes nothing feels better than new balance the fit specialist at the new balance birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size shape and gait determining the best new balance shoes for you experience the difference of custom fit today at the new balance birmingham store on highway 280 next to chick-fil-a New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. 
I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and process are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family, do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz. Crestline and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. 
You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hi, welcome back in. Uh, hour number two, Jay Barker Show live from ABX. Audio, video, excellence, and uh, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson in the house as well as we uh, continue here on this Wednesday edition. Jay Barker Show presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. You get out to Top Golf today. We call it the bowling of this generation because it's so much fun uh, sitting there watching uh, whether you have teams or you know going against each other. Uh, the food, the drinks, everything about Top Golf you'll absolutely love it. Get out to Top Golf of Birmingham. We're driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street up in Oxford, Anderson. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. So spying in football at all levels is not really uh, a new thing but i have not heard a coach go off like rich rodriguez did yesterday <laughs> the jacksonville state head coach uh former head coach at west virginia former head coach at michigan former head coach at arizona and now at jacksonville state and uh, i've gotten to know uh rich pretty well over the years because he's good friends with bruce arians they they live close together in the off season and uh he is uh he's a hoot he's a lot of fun to play golf with he's a lot of fun just to hang out with and uh he's sort of incapable of not telling the truth and 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 you guys we remember we had him on the show a couple weeks ago and you know we were at, great. we were asking him about uh passing on the Alabama job and he's like yep i'm the idiot that yeah. passed on the Alabama job if not for me you guys wouldn't have nick saban and uh you know he's just uh he, he i he is just he is just full of personality 
Well, uh, he has now accused uh, the team's Jacksonville State's first opponent is Stephen F. Austin. And he accused them of spying on the team leading up to their game uh, this weekend. And he he said, hey, pretty good sources I have uh, uh, from uh, members of our uh, staff uh, that at our spring game uh, that uh, that there were, uh, you know, some some people videotaping us and looking at our single uh, signals. And and then he went on. He's like, well, just the other day, you know, we caught somebody trying to film us and it was my daughter. <laughs> Raquel, who uh, who saw a guy uh, through the fence, apparently, um, you know, trying to uh, with a camera, uh, and he he was looking at uh, you know just filming stuff, and and Rich Rod, being Rich Rod, said that he uh, he sent the biggest guy in the program, a guy nicknamed Crew. Let me interject real quick. Yeah, I've met and known Crew for quite a while. I would run if he got within a mile of me. <laughs> The man is huge. He looks mean, and I'm sure if if the situation presented itself, he would be mean. I love it because he's like he said he's one of the assistant strength coaches, yes. and he and he said he's six seven, three fifty. He probably benches a thousand pounds. <laughs> and he, he said he sent him up to the bleachers and uh, to run him out, and the guy disappeared pretty quick. Uh, and I just uh, I think this story it, it's pretty. I, I, Jay, frankly, I just think it's pretty funny. Um, I, I I don't know if there's any truth to what uh, Rich is saying. Maybe he's just a little paranoid. But I love the fact that he's still so intense at Jacksonville State. Like, he hasn't lost his edge. It doesn't matter if he's at Michigan, again, West Virginia, or anywhere. Like, you know, if, if you're trying to get an advantage on him, he's going to call you out. And so, Jay, just your reaction to this story and also your what is, what is your experience of uh, spies uh, or alleged alleged spies being sent to view any team you were on or maybe a team that you were on that sent spies to look at uh, other teams practicing? Yeah, and I think the guy's name Crew Birdie Shaw. Is that right, Matt? Last name Birdie Shaw. Is uh, what they're I'll referencing. Be honest uh, with you, I never knew his last name. Yeah, he just was crew. Good for I guess me. exactly. <laughs> yeah, he was listed. He played at UT Martin, listed at six seven, three hundred twenty five pounds. So he is right. I guess he probably gained about twenty five pounds since he's left, according to uh, what Rich Rod said, three fifty. But um, looking to see whether or not you know does Stephen F. Austin will they come out with any kind of rebuttal on this or denials of this happening? Uh, they end up playing in Montgomery coming up uh, on Saturday, and that game will be at two thirty p.m. on ESPN in the Crampton Bowl. Uh, which uh, is a, a, a great place that uh, I think it was it UAB and Jackson played there last year uh, on a, I think actually yeah. a Thursday night uh, before leading into that week one. But so a lot of, uh, you know, crazy stories. Yes, Lars. And, and a lot of it comes from whether the people are trying to steal signals. Remember uh, a Spygate in the NFL with, um, and I forget, was it the Jets? I forget who they were trying to steal the signals from uh, that they were taping or, or looking at stuff during the games. And look, it, they're, they're, have been many stories about, you know, whether it be assistant coaches or guys that are close to programs going to an opposing team week before with binoculars and looking at signals, trying to figure out what they're calling on offense, uh, taking pictures of the boards now with, you know, the boards that go up that give you formation and sometimes give you protections and that type of stuff, trying to figure it out, match it up with the plays that they see on the film and seeing whether or not they can steal signals. So it's, it's, you know, 
you're trying to gain every every advantage you possibly can. And for a while there, and I'm not sure if it's still the same way, Large, you may know this, or, or one of our guys may know it, Tide or even Josh, but I think you had to sign a When you leased one of those apartments or condos uh, right there by the practice field, I think you had to sign like a waiver or sign something saying that you would not film or would not watch practice. I mean, maybe you could watch it, just couldn't film it, uh, and wouldn't allow other people to come, you know, be on that uh, that area to film or to watch practices. There was some kind of, uh, I think, something that they made an agreement with the students. You ever heard about that? Uh, go ahead, Matt. Oh, I'm just going to say, uh, throw in drones here. I mean, if you want to this to grow exponentially, you just put a drone, which a, a couple other thoughts, all right? Uh, first of all, if, if you want to shoot anything from a public venue, uh, if the spring game is open, that that's fair game. Would you guys agree with that? I mean, yeah. if it, it, but if you're up trying to sneak a peek, you know, through the uh, the knothole gang and get pictures enough to where a coach is concerned to send crew up there, then then he feels like there's an issue. Um, and, and I don't doubt that this happened. A lot of times coaches won't say anything. Rich Rod, and, and I, I think this is my opinion, guys. I think in a very savvy mood, he probably could have just kept this down home because, but. It elevates, it, at least in this way, more people know about Jacksonville State today than they did earlier. Uh, this game is probably going to gain a few more viewers uh, because of this. And I don't know if it was a ploy. Do, do you, Lars, do you suspect that maybe he had a different motive? He had an agenda here? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think he's he's being legit, especially because he brought his daughter into uh, the situation. But, but yeah, Jay, you are correct. Uh, going back to 2018, uh, during one practice at Alabama, uh, a preseason practice in August, uh, there were two guys watching practice from a, a balcony in those apartments right across from the practice field. And it looked like perhaps one of them had a recording device. And uh, apparently, uh, I mean, this is just what I've heard, uh, that uh, Coach Saban sent Cedric over there. <laughs> and then very soon after, uh, they did have to sign a, a, a waiver uh, saying that, uh, um, that, uh, that they couldn't be on the deck during practice and they couldn't record anything. And, and, um, you know, cause it would be an easy way for, uh, you know, uh, LSU to send somebody or, or, uh, you know, geez, I mean, it would be an easy way to, yeah. I mean, Jay, how much of, uh, how much of a competitive advantage would it be to have a recording of say a practice? Uh, what is the main practice of the week on uh Wednesday, Tuesday, right? Tuesday, and Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how much of a competitive advantage would it be if, uh, an opposing coach could have a recording of the entire practice on Wednesday? Uh, you'll be able to see where guys are going to be uh, as far as if you have injuries or if other players have stepped into a particular role. So now you know better about the lineup. Uh, you would also see trick plays or things that they designed specifically against a particular defense. And uh, you would see your defensive alignment and what they've drawn up on the on the cards for the scout team. You'd be able to see uh, things that they're working on on the scout team against your their defense and, and things that you've done in the past. How can you get away from certain tendencies that maybe you see them working and, and uh, really uh, trying to strategize around that so that there would be some advantages to it. Um, and and, I, and I'll never forget this is way before all that stuff ever got built that high where you could actually see over the fence. But 
man, Coach Stallings, he would get so paranoid before the Tennessee and Auburn games. I mean, we, if, if a plane flew over low, like a, like a small Cessna, I mean, they, they thought that was Auburn taking pictures uh, of our practice. And I just to be like, uh, I mean, I don't know if they'd go to that type of, uh, that type of uh, effort to make sure that they could gain any kind of advantage. But I, I think, you know, this is something that, you know, if it's a spring game, like Matt said, or, you're exchanging tapes anyway. Every week, you're going to get a lot of information. You got to, it's broken down into every possible way you could think of. Um, if you end up being at practice trying to film, I think that just takes a, a step way too far. And uh, Rich should be upset about that if that that's the case. And like Matt said, it's going to bring a ton of attention to this game now. Yeah, uh, here's the quick. Here's one of the stories that everybody goes back to when you're talking about spies, and one of the reasons why. Doug Barfield didn't last very long at Auburn. You ever heard this story? No. Uh, he, he had no security. He didn't have anything up or anything. And, uh, allegedly, there was a Florida assistant that just walked onto the field. Nobody checked him for a credential or anything. And he just actually walked over there to Doug Barfield, watched half the practice, standing next to him, having a conversation. Uh, now, that, that, I think that falls on Auburn. And as I said, where Doug, Field, Doug Barfield ended up. Nice man, certainly. But, uh, the spies are everywhere, but I'll tell you, if you go back to 1971, had somebody been able to spy on the University of Alabama while they were putting in the wishbone, now that is a moment that would have helped USC greatly. So it's my understanding that consumer drones, just drones that you can buy, they are allowed to fly up to 400 feet, right? And so if you have a that's pretty... That's their ceiling. Okay? Yes, that's okay. their ceiling, and then the FAA gets involved, Right. Because of uh, interfering yeah, with planes I, and all that, um, but if you're at 400 feet and the drone is relatively small, could you actually see it? Uh, yeah, if you noticed it, but I don't think you could hear it, or you wouldn't I don't hear think it. you're looking up there for so it. So I, I wonder if there. <laughs> I don't know. Just with the increasing technology, there are more there are creative ways to try to get uh, intelligence on your opponent before uh, a game. I don't know if you'd really want to, uh, you know, go to that length. Because if you were caught, I mean, look what happened with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I mean, their legacy, Belichick's legacy has been somewhat tainted by Spygate. Look at the Astros. I mean, that World Series will yeah, forever them. Yep. Yeah. have an yep. asterisk next to them. Yep. Yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. And hey, when guy, we come back, that, guys... Is, uh, is this real name Crew? Bertie Shaw? Is it Crew? I mean, like, or was he so big that he looked like Lars a Crew looked more that than a part person? Up. I just no. thought it was a nickname. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Rich Rod called him Crew. Yeah, everybody. That's that's the only <laughs> name I've ever known. For, and I've been around Jacksonville State. I mean, he, for a but while, is he so. so big that he like looks like he's his own crew? He's, yes, exactly. His own crew. Right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he would be the guy you'd want to have in a bar fight. So, although Jay Barker was told me you'd want me in a bar fight because I'd be sober. <laughs> one of your greatest right. lines. Hey, uh, uh, but uh, when we come back, I just read something, and maybe you guys have seen it, but maybe you talked about it last week and I missed it. But it is a quote from Lou Holtz that has changed my opinion of Brian Kelly forever. Have y'all seen this? Have not. It's 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 stunning, Jay. All right, we'll get into that and much more coming up. Stay with us. We're live from AVX, the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. We'll be back. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX. 
supplies and increasing family engagement. Tickets are $25 and they'll be collecting school supplies for Green County School System and Para of Green County. You can purchase tickets at the gate. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today 81, tonight's low 68. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Before the dawn, and I really have enjoyed my stay, but I must be moving on like a king without a castle. Welcome back in, and uh, our story that's uh, hitting uh, this morning, uh, regular collection for schools across the country kicking off for the uh, 2022 college sports season and uh texas the first one quinn yours is the uh, the model uh he said the first pair of jeans he ever had were wranglers and still got them so not that pair of jeans but still wearing wrangler jeans yeah uh but uh, now partnered with uh, 31 other teams well university of alabama and auburn both in that lsu and other teams but 31 so around 32 uh universities now nil deal set to uh, take off with the wrangler for the 2022 season thought that was interesting when I, when I think back. of Wrangler, I think of Dale Earnhardt. I think yeah. of Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yeah. Uh, they're making a comeback. I know Dale, Dale Jr. does used to do some ads for him, and so did uh, Brett Favre. Um, just a couple of days ago, um, Lou Holtz, who else was at Vestavia? Uh, Paul Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum, uh, uh, all doing, you know, uh, they were doing an event to raise money for a just cause, and I wish I could remember it right away. I can't. But I was just scanning through some stuff, and I want to credit Johnny Congan from – uh, ABC 3340, uh, he has this posted on his Twitter. And uh, I will read the quote directly. This is from Lou Holtz. I wrote Brian Kelly maybe eight positive letters during his time at Notre Dame. I go to the mailbox every day hoping to find an answer. He never responded to one of them. Wow. Does that make – am I overreacting? That makes me suspect uh, of a no, person. You're not overreacting. I mean – what <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I'll say this: I, I've had several interactions with Lou Holtz throughout my career, and none of them have been positive. <laughs> he has treated me like garbage every really? single time. Lawrence, yes, on the other side, I have MC banquets, and he when he was the, was the guest speaker, I was at a private motivational function in which he was the speaker, and he could not have been nicer. <laughs> Well, certainly his son, Skip Holtz, has been great. Yeah. He's been wonderful uh, to our show and, and, and to all of us personally. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I've always just caught him on a bad day or something. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I suppose Brian Kelly should have uh, written him back or at least had, uh, you know, his assistant write some, uh, you know, quick thing down that he just signs his name to and then, you know, it's all over with. But you don't think there's a little exaggeration there? You really think Lou uh, Holtz wrote Jay, him eight? Uh, I hold mean, on, hold on, hold on. You really think he wrote him eight times? Uh, Absolutely well, he says not. maybe eight. 
Yeah, maybe. If eight. he wrote him one time, this guy should have responded. Okay, well, I would say he probably wrote him once. And do you really think he went to his mailbox every day? No, that's. I think that's to, to, <laughs> I mean, to make a let, point. Let's, let's, let's break down exactly uh, what he said and how many lies are contained within those two sentences. Now, no, I didn't lie, oh, you, you're, Lars. You're going, you, he really did piss you <laughs> off, didn't he? Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> if you, if wow. you asked him these type of okay. questions and acted like this around him, no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just uh, he he was he was he was not he was not pleasant with me, I, and then uh, and I you know I was just, it was it was maybe three or four different phone conversations that we had, and uh, maybe you didn't write him back. <laughs> I know, maybe I didn't write a thank you note for uh, him blessing me with his time. You know, I, I messed up. Jay, no, we have not gotten a clear <laughs> response from you on this. What what does that make you think about Brian Kelly? Uh, he must be really busy when he was at Notre Dame um, and that he didn't have enough time just to have his secretary, as Laura said, write something back. You know, she could have typed something up and he could have signed it and kind of gave her the here's what I want to say. And here's what I'm, you know, tell him thanks for the letter and all that kind of stuff. She would write a great little letter and send it back. I don't think he went to his mailbox every day thinking, where is the letter? Why is it not coming back? Why is he not responding to me? And, and Brian Kelly no. may have thought, hey, I talked to him. I, you know, I, I saw him at this function or whatever. I mean, I wonder if he ever just said, hey, thanks for the letters, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the generation of a generation of writing letters has gone way past us, uh, even, even before yeah. our time. Um, but, uh, that was very nice of him to do that. If he did it, if he, whether it was eight or seven or six, whatever letters to encourage him as a former coach there that, uh, had a you know great career. And, um, and, and as you said, I, I've been around him a couple of times at different, um, functions and golf tournaments. He's been nothing but great to me. He's funny. He's been very engaging. Um, I, I think Lars probably just was, uh, uh, uh never mind. I'm going to say that, but, uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> the, uh, to, to me, he's always been great. I mean, and, and, and I think, as you said, a great motivational speaker, um, you know, really can capture a crowd very, very quickly and can keep them engaged on the edge of their seats for, you know, 30, 45 minutes during his talks. But, uh, yeah, and Skip's been awesome, uh, with us and, you know, with, with Birmingham and the Stallions and all that they've done and accomplished. And Brian Kelly, conversely, with me, has been wonderful. I mean, I did he was great a, with me uh, too. Yeah. a long story. And, and I, I did a long story on Brian when he was the head coach at Grand Valley State uh, many, many years ago. Uh, this is before he got to Cincinnati and before he became the, the person he is now. And, uh, boy, he just couldn't have been more accommodating when I went up to, uh, I, I, like, Ypsilanti, Michigan. I don't know. It's somewhere in Michigan. I, for, I even forget where Grand Valley State is. But, um, yeah, they won several national championships, and that's what really launched his career. Mm -hmm. And he still runs a version of that same offense that he did at Grand Valley uh, today. And uh, it really requires a, a, a good quarterback. And you know what? That was the thing at, at Notre Dame, Jay. Brian Kelly really had it. He never had that difference maker at quarterback. He never had that elite quarterback. And I, I, Ian Book, yeah, he's good, you know, and, and, and he performed pretty well the other night uh, for the uh, Saints in preseason. But if, if he can land that sort of five-star stud quarterback at LSU, wow, just watch out because uh, as far as I can remember – he just never had that that sort of really special 
first round talent at quarterback at Notre Dame. Am, am I? Am I correct on that, Jay? A, a book would be the one. I, yeah, yeah book. Yeah, that's the only yeah, that's someone I could think of. And, and I'm trying to think back even through just all the great quarterbacks that have been at, at Notre Dame. I mean, Montana is the one that comes directly to my mind. Um, you know, Steve Berline was there. Is that right? Yeah, Steve was there. Um, yeah. Trying to think who else before him, before Steve, there was a couple. Um, and I can't remember the, the one guy that was that played so well. Came out of came out of high school as such a high recruit, but yeah. you, you would think being Notre Dame and that brand, Brady Quinn, that you can, yeah, Brady Quinn, yeah, that's the Brady one Brady we just Quinn. said would win uh, two Heisman. Mick, yeah. uh, Rick Meyer, Rick Meyer, uh, that's something about Jimmy yeah. Clausen. Yeah. Remember Jimmy Clausen? He arrived in the limo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was Tony Rice yeah. on that list? <laughs> Joe Montana, uh, Tommy Reese was supposed to be pretty good. Tony Rice, uh, of course, Joe Theismann. That's going back away. Joe Theismann, yeah, even going back farther is uh, Johnny Lujack. Did you cover Johnny yeah. Lujack? No, Matt. I didn't. <laughs> I covered Larry Lujack. Now there'll be one person driving around that gets that. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, but, but that uh, brand, you would think that they could they could get it, and you know. But being at LSU, I mean, he's he's in a hotbed of talent right there. If he can, he, if he can put the fences around it like Saban did, and then Saban went out and was able to get other recruits from other areas, um, and really just change the landscape of recruiting uh, out of LSU. If, if he can do that, he, there is a ton of talent right where he's at. And LSU always recruits well in Texas as well, which we know the you know the amount of guys that end up um, you know in the NFL and from all these different uh, high schools. Saward Viger, uh, AL.com did a great piece on high schools that have the most um, yeah. players in the NFL. Viger was number one in, in, uh, in Alabama. thought that was pretty interesting. And the states, they kind of list the, the number of states and or the, the states by the number of players in the NFL, too. So uh, we m- might get into some of those numbers a little bit later on the show. Hey, on the other side, guys, I want to talk about another quarterback and one of the most iconic photographs in NFL history. Ben, I know. I- Sounds good. We'll get into it. Stay stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic 
Holistic and Wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Before we get the story that you uh, teased uh, there, Lars, I uh, wanted to bring up what we were talking about as far as guys in the NFL from different high schools. And 708 players from 259 Alabama high schools have played in at least one NFL regular season game, which uh, games, which are ranks 12th among the states. California, with 3,116, has had the most high school players going to play in the NFL. Also, with more than 1,000 are Texas. They have 2,709. Florida, 1,833. Ohio, 1,000. Uh, 563 Pennsylvania with 1446 Illinois 1064 Georgia with 1052 again players from high schools that have played an NFL regular season game pretty amazing really really great stats there uh, you can go to AO.com and find that it was put together uh, by um, pro sports or pro football uh, pro football reference uh, .com. Uh, but the list shows uh, Murphy and Woodlawn behind Viger at number two with 15 NFL players apiece so uh Pretty interesting. Murphy catching up to Viger when it comes to uh, those things down in that really rich Mobile area of, of so much great talent. 
It's a lot of old school stuff, too. Uh, one of the others that was there is Woodlawn. Uh, Woodlawn's not producing them anymore, uh, but that's Tony Nathan and Greg Carr and some unbelievable players to come out of there. But if you were around in the 80s with Viger, oh, my, Electron Williams and those guys, Jeff. Unbelievable. They, they, yes. They just, they just messed. They, they were very, I went very out good. To my, I remember one my, year they had six junior, guys. Yeah, my junior year um, went out and watched uh, Barry, which I almost said Hoover, but Barry High School play Viger in the state championship game. And it looked like a college team playing a uh, high school team. Uh, I think they had uh, But Barry managed to tie them. What's that, Al? I think Barry managed to tie them. That was one of uh, Bob Finley's greatest games, I think. No, no, no. That, that Viger ran away with it, like, big. They, okay. they won They won big. By, by, I forget, by three or four touchdowns. They had, like, return kicks and return punts for touchdowns. It, 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 I mean, the size of their players. Uh, Kevin Lee was on that team. He played with me at Alabama. Um, uh, Roosevelt Patterson was on that team as well. Um, and then you talked about Electron Williams. He was, I mean, he was just an unbelievable recruit coming out of high school at that time. I don't know where he was, Matt, on the national level. You may have been covering him at that time and seeing, but I know almost every SEC school offered him a scholarship. And I think they had pretty much something. I remember hearing at that time, almost everybody on their starting lineups had offers. And a lot of the guys on their second team yeah. that were younger had offers. Uh, so it, that at, at that point in time, you're right. I mean that, and it's still that way down in Mobile. Just the talent level is just unbelievable. Why? Why do you think that is? I mean, when when I think of Mobile, and I know Foley is uh, what a little bit north of Mobile. Correct? It, it's actually east. But okay. Well, it, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I still don't know. I've only lived here 15 well, years. Well, and you don't, don't like the head. beach, which uh, yeah, you know, it's right up there with no, the, but, with but the I think, old stuff. But I think of Julio Jones, hope, though. right? Yeah, I, I th- yeah I do love Fairhope. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I've done uh, the uh, uh, Page and Palette. It is the best Page bookstore yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, it's the best bookstore. Well, one of the best bookstores. I shouldn't. I don't want to eliminate anybody, but uh, I've done several uh, events there, and they're just so terrific. But anyway, uh, when I think of Foley, obviously, I think Julio Jones. And uh, how he was the most important recruit. We've talked about this a lot. Most important recruit of the Nick Saban era. I mean, Jay, what, what, what is the explanation for why there are so many good football players that come out of that part of Alabama? Or is there one? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 they moved there. I don't know. I mean, that they live there. That's just <laughs> where they come out of. I mean, I, I, I can't ex- explain why they ended up uh, in Mobile. But if you think about it, that whole, you know, the, the Mobile area all the way across down to the Panhandle. I mean, you think about Emmett Smith. You think about Danny Warfel. You think about, uh, you know, all the great players that came through. Derek um, Henry. Yeah, I mean, Julio Jones. I mean, it's, you know, all these great players and, and talent. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just where their families ended up, and, and that's where they ended up playing high school ball. And But that panhandle has is, is got a load of talent. That's where a, l- a lot of the coaches, um, I mean, they go there, they want they go down and try to find that talent every single year. And um, normally the guys that come out of there end up, you know, going on playing in the NFL and having great, great careers in college and all that type of stuff. So, But, um, yeah, Le- Electron never really panned out, though, Matt, did he? He wrecked his knee. Uh, he got really, really injured <clears throat> because that guy had all the talent in the world and everybody in the world yeah. was recruiting him. And, yeah, I did cover that. But um, 
he was amazing. And you know, USC is one of these guys that back in the in the eighties, it was it was kind of exceptional when USC and Notre Dame were all coming after a player. But he ended up mm-hmm. saw, signing with Auburn, had a couple of uh, years, and I think he wrecked his knee real bad. And I, I think our producer uh, Josh Smith just made a great point. Um, you know, good competition, playing good competition uh, where the weather is good, consistent year-round for training, similar to Florida weather and the, you know, the idea that iron sharpens iron. I mean, I think that is a, a good explanation for why there's so much talent there. And, and, it, and, and it's, it's valued, right? Like parents get their kids playing football very early, and uh, it's, uh, it's highly valued there. Um, okay, I, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I, I don't know how interesting this will be to our listeners. But, um, you know, one of the most iconic photographs in the history of the NFL is of Len Dawson uh, in Super Bowl One at halftime. He's the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he is sitting on a simple folding chair uh, and he has taken a drag of a cigarette, uh, and uh, between his legs is a glass bottle of Fresca, and right at that moment, a photo is taken. And uh, obviously, a, a scene like that would never be witnessed in an NFL locker room today, and uh, this photo really has been, um, it's gone viral uh, this morning because uh, Len Dawson died uh, this morning at the age of 87, and um, there's a pretty interesting story behind this photo, and it was uh, so it was taken uh, on January 15th, 1967, uh, but it it didn't come to light uh, for more than 45 years, and that's when Life magazine uh, published the photo. And uh, that was because uh, life photographer Bill Ray, he was in the locker room at the time, and he made a deal with the Chiefs head coach, Hank Stram, to take pictures for the team. And that's when he saw Dawson relaxing at halftime with the, the soda and the smoke. And he realized it was a perfect time to sort of immortalize that moment. But uh, Stram... Uh, there was a, a contingency, a caveat, that the image could only be published if the Chiefs beat the Packers in Super Bowl One. But the Chiefs lost. They lost 35-10. to 10, And so the photo of Dawson it stayed unseen until 2013. And now it is really just one of the most popular uh, photos in, in NFL history. And it's sort of interesting, like, if you think about it, like, why is it, why did this picture become so popular? But I think it's because it just captures a sort of cultural moment, you know, because we're so health conscious today and, and, and cigarettes have a stigma and you certainly don't equate smoking uh, with an athlete. And you certainly don't equate uh, smoking with a quarterback in the NFL and a guy who goes on to the Hall of Fame. And so you kind of have all the elements that make it interesting and intriguing. And um, so, I mean, to me, like it, it, it's, uh, it, it, it just it, it's so evocative of a different time. And in uh, Len Dawson, of course, he went on to become, as Matt, you told me earlier, he was a, a broadcaster for the Chiefs for like 30 years. 
He was on HBO uh, Inside Football for many years, and uh, he lived a, a full, wonderful life. And even uh, Patrick Mahomes, he, he recently said that he was a, um, a, a, a fan of the photo. And in fact, Mahomes, he has a hooded sweatshirt that has an image of the photo on yeah. the back of it. Uh, so, uh, I just want to get you guys thoughts on, on uh, real quick on Lynn Dawson and, uh, and, and that picture, Jay, I'm sure you're familiar with it. Oh, definitely. And, uh, man, if, if I could live to age 87, I should have been smoking in the locker room as well, uh, at halftime. <laughs> the, uh, and, and the thing about uh, that photo, there's another photo of him where he's finishing it off. It's kind of like down to the, you know, butt and he's looking at a program that one of the either coaches or trainers has, they're like looking at pictures and he's just kind of looking there and he's about to walk out the door. And, uh, there's some really uh, funny photographs. And, you know, again, Matt, something that you definitely would not see now in any locker room. Now I was introduced to when I got to the uh, CFL, um, and this has been long gone from then. I mean, I remember NFL, there was a little bit of this, but nothing like, I mean, they would have uh, barrels filled with beer and Toronto, uh, the Argonauts, was sponsored. I forget the Scottsdale was sponsored by a particular beer brand, and um, it, I mean it was just buckets. Probably guys Molson, just Labats. Yeah, it was something like that. Whatever it was, but they were just poor. But they'd pull, grab them, and you know, it's, everybody they were all drinking after the games. They would put put them in bags to take home with them. I mean, I remember the flights back uh, from those games in the CFL. I mean, I, I would be scared for some guys getting in their cars to drive away from the facility or the airport, you know, after <laughs> after the games and stuff. Because um, you really didn't see that. I mean, the NFL had already began to kind of get that out of its, um, you know, where that was allowed in the locker room. So that was that was definitely a different thing. But to, to see Lynn Dawson, uh, I hate that he's, he's passed away. What a great career. And, uh, you know, on, on the field and off oh, the field. Yeah. And what a, a great photo as well, uh, Lars, that you brought up. Oh. I like the photo, and I understand. And you, by by the way, your little expose was brilliant, and you used words that I had to look up. But uh, he was a Super Bowl champion. He was NFL Man of the Year. He was a Super Bowl MVP. He had a brilliant career. But you know why he probably wasn't recognized as much as it should have been? There was a guy named Joe Namath. Yeah. And he was in the AFC, and, and he overshadowed him. But his statistics are absolutely mind blowing. His statistics are much better than Namath's. Yeah, but, at uh, that time, pantyhose uh, and fur coats were a lot different than cigarettes. Yeah. And Broadway Joe <laughs> is better than Kansas City, Missouri, for goodness sakes. I have but, a feeling uh, that Broadway Joe had a cigarette every now and then. What did he roll it himself? <laughs> <laughs> he just wasn't. Uh, it just wasn't captured in a photo. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've. I'm quite certain of that. But anyway, uh, kudos to a man who lived a wonderful yeah. life. And if you look it up on any story written, everybody just talks about what an outstanding person he was. So rest in peace. Absolutely. All right, we'll come back and wrap up hour number two here on the Jay Barker Show with Lars Anderson. Matt Coulter, stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the A... All presenting donors will receive a $20 Amazon.com gift card by email. To make an appointment, visit redcrossblood.org and enter sponsor code EXO or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today 81, tonight's low 68. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. And uh, one of the topics that I wanted to get on today, because it's the national topic today, and we got just a couple minutes or a few minutes here as we get to the top of the hour. But the uh, student loan forgiveness, um, i got to get your guys' take on this. From Derek Johnson, the president of NAACP, came out and said, if the rumors are true, we've got a problem. President Biden's decision on student debt cannot become the latest example the policy has left black people, especially black women, behind. This is not how you treat black voters who turned out in record numbers and provided 90% of their vote to once again save democracy in 2020, uh, he wrote. Uh, between 69% and 73% of any debt forgiven would accrue to households that are in the top 60% of income distribution in the U.S. And I heard uh, the stat this morning, one-third in the top 1% or top 10%, I think it is, uh, of the U.S. will benefit from the student loan forgiveness Um I just I, I, I never have gotten it. Don't get it. Convince me otherwise, guys, as to why we should do this. Go go into more debt, as well as um, not. You know, you signed the dotted line. You're the one to put it. You know, you you want to go to college. There's people out there that couldn't go. Uh, people that are working jobs now that th their taxes will have to go pay for the student loan debt that they're going to forgive. Uh, that wanted to go to college didn't have the money, the opportunity, or couldn't get the student loan in the first place. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts about it. Jay, um, I'm not surprised you asked uh, me about this because we are in agreement finally on a political issue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100 percent. I disagree with it. Um, the best investment you can make in yourself is always uh, you make it in yourself. Uh, I tell my students, I'm already telling my kids, I want you to go to Harvard, Yale, Columbia, uh, rack up as much debt as you need to, uh, but just get the best education you can. And and I had so much debt at a really high interest rate. I didn't get done paying off my student loans until I was in my late thirties. But you know what? It was it was it was uh, it was a learning uh, process for me of of, of uh, responsibility of paying back what uh, I put into myself and and also. It was the greatest thing I ever did. It was the greatest thing I ever did was take out student loans. And also, Jay, I'll, and I'll turn it over to you, Matt. We're teaching our young people the wrong lesson with this. Definitely. And yep. I'm, I'm, I, Jay, I'm, I'm irate over it. I, and a lot, he's, ha he's uh, hacked, Jay. Uh, I can tell you. A lot of Democrats are, and, and it's funny, Jay. Matt and I were talking about this before the show, Matt. Yeah. And uh, here's what I posted on Twitter and got beat up about it. Um, my parents worked so hard to get three, count them, one, two, three children through college. The last two years of college, I worked full time. You going to pay me that money back? You going to pay my parents the money that they spent on us 
rather than buying a lake house? I don't think so. That way to get me cranked up and walk out of the studio and try and be nice to people. Yeah, that one guy, the Senator Warren, I, said I think- uh, at her, at her uh, one of her uh, talks, and he walked up to her afterwards. He's like, "Look, my neighbor across the street." You know, I, I, I saved the money. I paid. Uh, you know, he took on the loans and went on the vacations. He went and bought the new cars for his kids. And I did, I wasn't able to do that because I was paying for their education. I saved that money. I did it the right way. Now you're telling me that I'm going to now pay his loans off? That you got to be kidding me. And I think that's the, the sentiment from a lot of people. I, I would think the majority in the U.S. right now with this decision. All right, we got to get to Broward. Not to break, but we end the show. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Josh. Thanks to Joe Thank and all the great guys there at Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station. Have a great day.